on this week's episode of the Big Eyes Podcast. We figure out what the price is and the new Death Note one shot. Anya is the greatest kid ever in Spy Family. And Old Man Muzan in the newest chapter of Demon Slayer. All this only on the Big Eyes Podcast. I really enjoyed the um, the Death Note one shot. Uh, if you have not read it yet, I advise that you do read it. Uh, the cool thing about it is how you know you really don't need to be to have extensive knowledge to kind of understand it and follow the story. Uh, that's pretty cool. Like the story feels really fresh. It feels really renewed. Like even when they're calling back to Kira, um, you know, I like how he's literally a part of history during this whole timeline um he talks about like the new wilder Minoru tanaka he talks about like how he's a part of his ethics class he's a part of history class so it's cool to kind of how they make that call back there um especially when he even you know what he uses how he uses the death note um you know making this posting of i have the power of kira you know when he has ryu hold up the um the paper to the news um the newscasting and just the the name alone um like has people shook so i enjoyed how they kind of called back um especially if you're kind of a new fan or just started reading there in the middle of the series whatever like you can read this and it still feels fresh it doesn't feel like you need to have too much knowledge behind it um but no so Really, these events happened 10 years after the original Death Note series. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, Ryuk's back on his bullshit. He's back to just being like, you know what? I want to mess with these humans. Um, so he finds a new holder or a new person to have the Death Note, um, a young kid named Minero Tanaka. And it's, um, I th- like I said, I think it's really cool of just how he uses it, of how the Death Note is used in this book because it's not used for its original intent. Uh, and I feel that's something that would happen today. Like, I feel that if someone had access to the Death Note, someone had it, instead of really using it, um, you know, someone will find some way to flip it, some way to get monetary gain from it, some way to, um, you know, uh, quick, make a quick dollar. Like you could definitely see the Death Note like posting on StockX. Like I would definitely see something like that happening. Um, so, you know, really the 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 encompassing thing around this story is Minoru Tanaka has put the Death Note up for sale, and how he did it was he used Ryu to um, hold a little sign on the newscasting, and pretty much says like, "Listen, I have the power of Kira." Uh, you know, use this hashtag on Twitter with a real bid and I, I will pick the highest bidder. Um, and it goes on for weeks and soon even countries as they show as China, United States with this great, um, I don't even say great, but you know, when they did the Trump thing, it was at first I was like, all right, man, they're trying to be a little, you know, edge lordy um try to be edgy with it but you know looking back at like when i reread it um you know <laughs> i like i like the addition of it because once again it, it feels like something that would happen I, I like countries bidding on this like how much power this thing would have and how other powerful people will want to have this in their possession 
Um, so it really comes down to you know the United States and China uh, bidding against uh, bidding to get this book. Um, the United States wins, but uh, one thing uh, there's there's a nice little twist in there where um, the Shigarami King is not very pleased about the Death Note being sold. Uh, so he, the, there's a major rule change, and this rule change really ends up with um, President Trump being fleeced out of this deal. Uh, him still saying that, hey, I'm going to lie about what happened, but he ends up getting fleeced out of the deal. So, uh, you know, it's, and he, you know, he still ends up having to pay for it. And what Winona Tanaka really does with the money is he, he splits it up with all the people in uh, Japan or in this country. Um, and, you know, it is, you know, this, this one shot is really cool. It, it feels really modern. It feels just how something was done. There's, you know, he, he seems like this social justice warrior. Some people think that he's still a villain. They have this new L in there, which is really him, though. No, no, the new L was really admitted defeat from the beginning because as he's breaking down the situation to the police and as the police are trying to figure out, like, who who, who now holds this again, um, he, you know, he's breaking it down. And each time he's just pretty much like, well, all we could do is wait. All we could do is wait. And then until finally he's just like, there's nothing we can really do. Um, but, no, I, I really enjoyed this one shot, especially as – a person who I, I mean I read Death Note later. Um and you know, but as a fan of the series, as you know, fan of this, I feel that it was it was cool. And I I think one other big thing is that I kinda like how they didn't leave a like a big cliffhanger at the end or something to make it seem that, you know, this whole series is coming back. Like one like Death Note's one of those rare things where it I think it's the perfect length. Even the anime is the perfect length of just they, they get this story out and it's like there's they cut the bullshit. You know, they don't drag these things on. Um, as you see with a lot of you know, you see with a lot of animes and mangas, and sometimes they can get drawn on too long. But Death Note's one of those like perfect length um, you know, stories, especially for people who want to start getting into manga like it not only is a classic i think it's a perfect length like sometimes you can look at like running manga series and just get intimidated with how many chapters there are but with this it's really um i think it's it's an easy read something like anyone really can do in a couple days um but no this one shot really good really amazing I feel the biggest takeaway from these last couple chapters of Spy Family is that Anya is really the best child you could ever ask for. Um, you know, she you know she lies for you. She she arrive for you. She'll do a break and enter for you. She'll try to defuse a bomb as a you know five year old for you. Like Anya, it really is um, the the best child that you could ever ask for. Um, you know, uh, last couple chapters of Spy Family. So, right now, Lloyd is attempting 
to stop this terroristic attack where these people are using dogs to, you know, planting bombs inside of dogs and going to use these dogs as a bomb to attempt to kill the minister. Um, and, you know, Anya uh, actually saves one of the dogs who randomly has this power to see into the future. Um, it seems so random, but, you know, they haven't really talked about yet like about any of the powers so like you know i like we know anya can read minds and there's really there hasn't been a big explanation on how she even got those powers yet so i really wonder if there is a connection of how the dog got his powers and how anya got her powers um that would be pretty cool it will make the dog seem the dog having powers seem much more reasonable uh right now i just you know him the dog randomly being able to see into the future is a it's just random but ends up working out in their favor because as Anya's reading this dog's mind to figure out what this dog is thinking, she sees a vision that the dog sees, which is of Lloyd dying. Um, Lloyd's caught in this explosion, so it's part of the reason why she runs away from Jorgen and so she can go stop the bomb. Um, she, you know, as she runs to where it, you know, it is, there's the big clock. Um, no, so she, she shows it she goes to stop this bomb and while she is doing that lloyd is still working on catching this leader of you know and trying to stop the bomb beforehand uh they you know he is heading pretty much to the same place before you know as anya so anya knows that she kind of has to hustle and bustle to get there um you know she gets there she she finds the bomb in this uh in this building where they think that the you know, these terrorists are hiding out at really is just rigged. She uh, busts through the window. Like she's like the breaking and entering skills, 10 out of 10. Beautiful. She climbed through the window very quietly, uh, popped it open. Um, she finds a bomb. She's like, I could cut this bomb. And then she was just like, you just cut the red wires like on TV. But she's like, all the wires are black. <laughs> so uh, instead she uses catch up or whatever to write a message on the door telling the people not to come in and Lloyd being the great spy that he is he picks up on the message he doesn't know it's Anya though he picks up on the message um and after this is where things get really interesting because we kind of cut to the minister and who we think is the minister um and you know they're they're trying to protect him. They're making sure that he is under surveillance. And remember that there is a secret police who is kind of in charge of that and who is a part of the secret police, yours brother. And this part of the secret police is trying to take down spies and agencies, which ding, 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 Lloyd. So we have this moment, though, where Lloyd is in um, he is in disguise as the minister and as he is walking out, yours brother is like, you were, you know, I'm your escort, like, you're gonna ride with me, get in the car, and trying to get out of it, Lloyd kind of just goes, you know what, I'm gonna drive myself, like, you guys go home, and he quickly hops in his car and begins to try to catch up with the, um, you know, he attempts to catch up with the terrorist who's right now driving around with this final bomb dog, uh, attempting to, you know, carry out this plan, so as, you know, this scene is happening. The real minister calls, says he got mugged. So it's kind of uh, a chaotic moment. Um, 
And as Lloyd catches up to the terrorists, there is this like shootout scene um, where, you know, then the Lloyd, you know, has to d- get out the car and and, you know, he sends the dog to catch Lloyd, who he still is dressed up as a minister. I remember Lloyd is like this master of disguise. So he looks like the minister right now. It looks like this minister is just gone rogue and is attempting to stop this terroristic attack himself. Um, and it ends with Lloyd ripping off the mask and about to shoot the dog. Now, here's where things get kind of interesting because, you know, I took a look back at the chapter before. Um, that's when Anya kind of figures out or sees the vision of Lloyd dying in this explosion. Um, and, you know, as they show the, um, you know, as they, as they show the, the panels where Lloyd is, is dead in this future, they um it really it's not really specified on like where it's at it's a really vague picture so you know ending it with that especially with this dog we know is strapped to a bomb we're thinking like oh like like maybe this thing is still going to happen um you know that that cliffhanger they really left us on at the end is really uh you know it was it was really intense um dang man spy family used to be really wholesome and now it's not being wholesome no more like he's dying like it's crazy, but uh, you know this this chapter really though you really got to give it up to Anya, really MVP of uh these past couple chapters of holding it down for her family, you know keeping secrets, just being once again being the kid that you would want. This is the kid that you would want your kid to be. Anya is. <laughs> Chapter 193 for Demon Slayer is when you try to cram for a test and try to, like, get as much information in as possible. Uh, They kind of did that with this chapter. So we're, like, in this final battle with Tanjiro and Muzan. Uh, Tanjiro's finally woken up from his near-death state. He's, you know, once again for his 15th flashback. He is. He has learned the kind of the twelfth like breathing techniques and the cycles, and you know he, um, you know in this battle, you know in this latest chapter, he's working on connecting all of the techniques. So there's twelve of them. He's trying to connect them all into one like flowing motion. Um, and you know he's having this one-on-one battle with Muzan. Um, and as they're fighting is, you know, a lot of this chapter is kind of internal, you know, thinking of Muzan and him trying to kind of figure out what is going on and how he can win this battle. Um, you know, as Tanjiro attempts to last an hour, um, you know, fighting him. So until the sun comes up, um, so as Muzan is fighting him though, he is kind of just like, listen, uh, I, I see what he's doing. He's attempting to to follow this technique like he's not on the same skill level as him but you know you know i i see what is going on and but he starts to notice something is going on with him because he's like yo this battle is kind of going on much longer than it should 
um you know he is like what like, what is going on like i should like i should have been killed him like he should be dead already there's no way that he should be able to last on a one-on-one uh battle with me um and so he's like once again we uh, we go back to the doctor uh to miles and he's like i still have her cells in me let me pull her up um and see what happens um i love how muzan just is always pulling out these insane skills um that he has so he kind of you internally you see him go in internally and uh bring tomorrow back to life uh and he's like what drug like what is in this drug that you put in me like what is in this poison and she's like you have multiple brains figure it out yourself so he dives into her cells to pull her memories and we figure out that the poison that she gave him earlier is not just a um was not just a poison to try to make him human again, but it was also uh it was a double poison and it had an aging effect to it. And so we, you know, the we have this twist where Muzan is his body is slow is now aging at a much more rapid pace. We have to remember that he's, you know, thousands of years old and even in here he was just like I've no I've aged nine thousand years. You know, his you no know, his hair is now all white. Um he is regenerating at a slower pace. Um and it ends with you know, it's how it really ends with uh you know because the battle is still going on while he's talking and Tanjo finally at the end connects all twelve cycles and he's like, All right, now I have to repeat this until dawn. Um you know, I feel like you know that they could have really told us this aging thing so much sooner. It feels like it was just something thrown in to kind of like like Muzan was reaching like OP territory. Like he was really reaching like this dude is ridiculously overpowered. Um and when you you know, so they, they did need something to kind of like even the playing field, but it felt so like random to kind of throw this in there. Um, I felt it's something that could have been kind of told to us earlier. Uh, but no, so, you know, at the end, though, we really get Tanjo. He connected all 12 forms. He's finally did them. And he's like, all right, now I just repeat this cycle. I'm getting better at it. I'm getting faster. He does his whole like, you know, my arms are, are breaking and my lungs are going to explode and my brain is halfway out of my face. Um, you know, I don't know what, uh, yeah, I don't know what HGH this man is on, but he, he looks horrible, but somehow, some way he's still fighting at almost like max strength. So, uh, yeah, man, this chapter was, it was a lot. I think just them kind of throwing in this, um, you know, this aging thing while we're still trying to watch Tanjiro, you know, connect all these form of uh, the, the 12 techniques together or 12 forms together is it was something. Yeah, it, it, it was, it felt like a lot, but uh, next chapter, I'm, I'm excited to see more just kind of how this battle goes on. I'm pretty sure Nezuko is going to pull up soon. I feel she is still running um, on her forest gump. And I mean, when she pulls up, I I wonder how this will will change things, especially now that she can, you know, she's the one that can defeat the sun. So um, she's a high commodity right now, especially for Muzan, because she pulls up. We don't know how his game plan is going to change. Is it, you know, kill Nezuko, get out of there? Like, you know, so it is. Um, yeah, 
the, this chapter, although a lot, it was really good. I'm excited to see how they're going to set up for next one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Big Eyes Podcast. Um, once again, you can follow me at Jamal SLM on Twitter. Follow the at RNC Radio Live page and follow the new The Lookout RNC page on Twitter. Um, big news before we conclude this. Um, you know, The Lookout RNC is now becoming its own feed and Big Eyes will be joining the Lookout RNC feed and, you know, the team over there. So, um, yeah, very exciting. So if you're, man, you're just a fan of anime, if you're a fan of manga, um, The Lookout is where you want to be at, man. Um, we're, you know, pushing out and pulling out all types of content. Um, I want to give the biggest thank you and shout out to Jeff and Mills. I can go on all day about those two guys of just how much they mean to me and how just dope and fucking cool they are. But just big shout out to them and um, the lookout season seven is pulling up soon next week. So, man, um, I'm excited. I'm excited for them. I'm excited to join this team. I'm excited for everything that we're going to be doing at the lookout. We are going to become your new um you know, one-stop shop for everything anime and manga. So uh, big things coming. So big eyes, look out, joining the squad. Uh, once again, though, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for your support. Stay plus ultra. Peace.